Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. It's history making, isn't it? I don't think any of us, or I think any football fan, can remember anything in our lifetimes, arguably since the war, that's probably disrupted not just the, you know the football world, but I think life. I think from from sort of our side as, as football fans, I think initially when it um, it sort of took off over here, say a couple you know ten days, a couple of weeks ago, we're going to be in a way in obviously off, are we going to be shows? And it was all a little bit sort of tongue in cheek. I'll get, you know, the floor panel with the league, you know, with the Kennedy and the call things off. And, and it was all a little bit of a, a sort of joke, wasn't it? We might see a bit of, a, bit of an impact for a few weeks, maybe. But the way, the way things are, the way things are escalated in other countries, this is a, a massive, massive global pandemic. It's, it's going to be an issue for a number of months in terms of getting it under control. And the football now, is at the back of everyone's mind. 100%, mate. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. To put that in context, whilst I was away, they announced less than two weeks ago now, they announced that the, the Wednesday game, which was Arsenal City, was to be called off, and the uproar around that was, was astonishing, going, why the hell are we calling this off? You know, at the time, if you remember, it was kind of like almost precautionary, wasn't it? Because of <clears> some of the players had come into contact with, you know, the Arcos guy, who uh, obviously later tested positive. Um, and to think, fast forward less than two weeks, but look where we are now. <clears> it's, it's, it's absolutely bonkers. Um, but, you know, what we, we are where we are now. Um, you know, what happens to the rest of the season now is, is, is like a major talking point, isn't it? You know, obviously some of the ex-Liverpool players like Tomo and all that have come out already, which it's almost like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? That's, that's irrelevant. You know what I mean? Um, people, people are dying. You know, it's, 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 there's far more important things, like you said, Pete, than, 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 than football or any other sport at the minute. Um, I mean, a lot of events have been cancelled. Uh, some events have gone ahead. 
And I still, I don't know you guys did, but I still can't believe he even shouted the way out. What did he half a million people there across four days? It's, it's crazy to think. Because they were, they were allowed to 
Spurs had their home match yet, they could fly, what was it, in the end, was it roughly 4,000 that came over to Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, about the only, it Was it the only game as well that was not played behind closed doors? I mean, who came, who came up with that brainwave? Yeah, I mean, they just like, I mean, what they're trying to do, because they know Liverpool's such an iconic stadium with Europe, because of the comeback this this time last year, was it roughly against Barcelona, were they hoping for, you know, I mean, commercial revenue and everything, it should go out the window and stuff like that, isn't it? It's hard to know whose call it was, isn't it? But I think Italy and Spain are really good comparisons because the two nations at the moment that are on lockdown and particularly in uh, in Italy, it's been military enforced or police enforced. If you're found in the street, you're dragged back to your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's just for me, it's just ignorant on it. It's a massive sign of, of what. I mean, I'm sure, obviously, it's not just in, in this country, but it's a massive sign of, of, of how ignorant populations are nowadays. You know, if you go back, say, 60, 70 years, you know, obviously we've had the, we've had the two world wars in, in the previous century, but I'm sure at that time, this, this wouldn't happen, but also it wouldn't be allowed. You know, the fear factor would be there for people, wouldn't it? And I, I'm not, I don't like to compare, you know, it's not the same as a, as a world war between us. Our war at the moment, isn't it? This is, is very much, you know, the first time we've ever experienced anything like this. Hopefully, the only time we ever experience anything like this. And people have got to stand up and take note. You know, if you, if you want to save people and do your bit, then you stay indoors. It's, 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 it's as simple as that. And, you know, football will come again. We, we all know it. Football will be back. Football is, is you know, it, it's, it's way at the back of all our mind at the moment because the health of our family and friends is the key thing. So football will go to train. Everyone will come. We'll, we'll be back. So, you know, don't worry. You know, there are people at the moment still, people who flat over that, they will be back. It doesn't matter at the moment. You know, let's just do our bit. Um... Well, what's, the, what's, what's your thoughts on you guys? Sort of, there's a Southampton uh, character around the other day, and he said that he thinks there's a chance that football will return at the end of April. Um, again, he's not saying definitively that'll be the case, but he seems to think that the government want, even if it's behind closed doors, they want some normality coming back, and they see football as being a big, you know, a big part of this country's identity and country. I think that's it's the best solution all round, isn't it, to, for there to be a, some kind of end to the season. Um, but it's just how realistic it is, you know, to, to have that fixture congestion at the end of the season to try and get all those games in, really important games as well. You know, just just to think if if you got relegated under these circumstances now, I, 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 you you, can't, you wouldn't be able to help but be bitter about it, would you? I think, I think you're spot on because I think, you know, in terms of the, the, the title, yeah, you know, we all, we all sort of have, have laughed and jumped, like I said earlier on, you know, when, when this thing wasn't being taken seriously, it was, I say, all day, was a tongue in cheek after all, and pulled up with the league and so on. Listen, that, 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 that for me is the smallest issue out of, out of everything. If I want to look at it from a footballing point of view, I think the biggest impact, especially financially. Is is going to be that, that delegation battle, and um, if they say right, okay, we're if they finish in the season now as it is, so wherever you are, you are. There's going to be so many legal uh, factors that come with that. There's, there's, there's going to have to be, you know. Um, and that's, that's the biggest problem. You know, these have happened. These have thrown so much cash at it mm. that they almost have to get promoted this year, don't they? You know, yeah, the survival of the club almost. Um,
and yes, that's a new sneaker for in December. It could very, very well be that particular, that big, that big follow. To be honest with you, um, I think that's good. That's probably the. Some sort of normality like that. I think will bring, obviously, you know, 
positivity to the country as well, won't it? You know what I mean? Even if it is on TV, it will bring posit- positivity and a bit of normality back to the system. Yeah, like, like you say, you know, this, this country is renowned for football, and I think the key part of our identity is our national sport. You know, I, I know what one thing I've, I have found difficult, and I'm sure there's many in the same boat, is not having that, that football and that escape. Because from a, a sort of a mental point of view, a mental health point of view, that's what a lot of people use on the weekend. It's over the game, you know, with family and friends, have a couple of drinks. which would be good and it does give us that element of normality back but at the moment you just don't see how that's going to happen because of obviously the way things are going you need to look for a, a sort of uh, a ray of light and I think we're very much at the, at the start of this army in terms of this country and it's, it's just a case of, of sort of getting our teeth and doing our bit and because normality will be restored at some point it's just a case of how long it's going to be but Definitely, yeah, in whatever shape or form it's in and when it when it is, whether it's the Premier League or whether it's uh, well it looks like they have confirmed they've delayed the Euros now, haven't they, till twenty twenty one. Um and the, the Copper as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think the the Olympics as well is another one which we just announced while we've been while we've been speaking at they're gonna uh, review in the next four weeks whether that's gonna be postponed. I think it's gonna be easily postponed. I think a lot of athletes can't say as well because you know a lot of things have been shut down. Um so having a sort of an Olympics which is, you know, we've got athletes not at the best and unable to to be at the best, it doesn't serve anyone any kind of justice to, to hold it. So again, I'll be looking to, to get that pushback. So, yeah, things are getting moved, like you say, the Euros and so on. So, but there will be time, hopefully, if, if things go, you know, in the right way, that hopefully you'll be a bit of time to get football back on sometime over the summer. Um, and that would be, be obviously really good. Um, but I think that, that, that could be brings us on to, you know, fairly nicely into Since all this has, has kicked off, um, we, we've seen. Our football club leading the way, I think, again. Uh, you know, we always speak highly about it in the community. You know, we, we've uh, had them on the show, we've done a bit of work for them ourselves. And when, when, they, when I tweeted out last night about anyone wanted a bit of a push in regards to, say, you know, giving them a bit of advertising and all that, but obviously, times have been so difficult. Our friend Dave Kearse has gone to such a weapon in the community, as I say, can just highlight the Blue family. Um, which has which has come out in the last last few days, which is everything in the community basically leading the way in a really tough time. And you know, this is always going to be on our agenda anyway. But it's it's almost expected of everything now, isn't it, in terms of what we do for our community? But some of the things I've seen this week in regards to the Blue Family have been absolutely sensational. Mate, mate, what can you say, mate? What can you say? I think. They're an absolute credit to themselves and they're a credit to the club and a credit to the city, aren't they? I mean, you know, the stuff they're doing, helping out the vulnerable, you know, even the stuff prior to this, they were fantastic. But they now just elevate themselves to another level again. And everyone on Sky Sports, you know, I think Mason Hall was talking about it the other day, wasn't he? Uh, well, he's in isolation, obviously, with the rest of the squad and everybody else, saying that, uh, you know, he, he's, this is a big prerequisite of the players to get involved, but 
the day Dave and the team, you know, we've had Dave and Tom B side. Absolutely, they're an absolute credit to the Everton family, really. And um, you know, the stuff they're doing to, to, to help people during this time, especially the people that need it the most, is, is absolutely top draw. Well, we always say, don't we, it's what sets Everton apart from, one of many things that sets Everton apart from other clubs is how involved they are in the community, how focused they are on the fan base, they understand the fan base, they, they link into the local fans, and you don't get that with big football clubs, or certainly not to the level that Everton do it. No, it's not, I mean, I've, I've had a little look, obviously, in more detail about the Blues family and, and what they're doing, I know Dave Pearson is part of this, this sort of army of people, you know, and, and helping people, you know, they're taking food parcels to the vulnerable and, and children, supply people with mobile phone credits, um, looking money and finances uh, towards prescriptions. You know, we've seen how many calls we've seen uh, from players and Bill Kenwright and what have you, who uh, they're bringing people to make sure they're okay, checking on the vulnerable. And those who have gone through it all seem to over the age of 60. To check in on them, see if they even need anything. And it's just, it's just a, an unprecedented I think, way of going about things. And like, like I said already, yeah, we, you know, we, we do almost expect it, but that's because we're so good at it. Hmm. And we always, we always get it right. And I think it's, you know, it's absolutely vital. It's just a vital service that they provide. And then for some people, you know, people who live on their own, especially if you can't, you know, go and do it. and people not fully getting the extent of the problem. We've all been joking about toilet roll, haven't we, lately? I think everybody has, you know, it's a nightmare to get hold of. I think I had to go to four shops the other day to pick up toilet roll and milk. It was unbelievable. The shelves were bare everywhere. But as you say, if you're elderly, if you struggle to get out anyway, you know, you, you could be really going without essential things here and without anybody knowing. So it's it's a really, really key thing that the club are doing.
and that's the power of, like you said, a negative almost impact of social media, and that's why there's such a fine balance between making people aware how serious this issue is and also not causing panic and hysteria. Because panic, in terms of just on a small scale with toilet rolls there, you can see, you can see what people can do. And, you know, if suddenly panic sets in, doesn't it? That's why the message has to be, this is serious, but also, at the same time, look, let's not, let's not, you know, boil down into hysteria. I don't know what you think, right? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like you said, then you, you see all these, these pictures and footage of, you know, empty shells, and you see somebody else, you know, they, they're getting into, into shots, and there's nothing there for them. And, you know, some of these, it's a massive struggle to say, and people have to get out of the house, they have to go and do it, because they feel they need to go and do it. Um, and... Again, it's it's, it's a reflection of society, isn't it? And it's every every man for all and everyone for themselves. It's in some people's minds, and like like we've been told, Sam, again, it's plenty of stuff to say. Everyone, if you do a normal shot, it's no problem. It's not going to be a case that the shots are going to shut. They're going to be open. If you have to put in measures to to make sure that there's only a handful of people in the shop at the time, they will do that. But the food will be there. You see, footage from Spain, Italy, where shelves are full, and they they obviously stick there. And we haven't said this yet, but the shelves are full because people aren't going in and bought by them whether it's pasta, tuna, beans, toilet rolls, um, hand sanitizer, whatever it might be, people aren't doing it. People need to get it in the real world and remember that's not just always about them and them sitting in their house for two or three months. It's about everyone and we will all be okay in terms of that sort of thing. If we do things correctly, and that's like, like we said there, you know, about the, uh, the blue family side of things, and certain uh, people are so vulnerable and you can't get out of them, yet. But I would say, if people today, is if you've got neighbours who are elderly or vulnerable, give a little knock. And we, I know my, my wife is being now, our coach just a few hours ago, you know, who's elderly, and our number, you may think it was a ring. It's so important that we all get on board with this and do whatever we can. And that's, that's really, really key. We've, we've got it. We will come through it. But it's how we come through it. Come through it the right way. Don't come through it selfishly. Don't not think about other people. Because that's not what, what life is about. And I, I, I can't. And, you know, we're not political. We're not here for this. But this is such strange times. The message is make sure that you look after one another. I think that's so important that way too. I think there are signs, but you know, there is a lot of positivity out there. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, there is a lot of positivity by by doing this now. There is more of a sense of community. You know, I'm starting to notice it. You know, uh, and that, that that's hugely important. You know, the sense of creativity now going up as well. We know we've now homeschool indeed for those with kids. That sort of thing. And there is going to be a lot more family time for that as well. You know, also. You know, from a flip side of it, the planet as well, you know, the planet's recovery and everything like that. There are some, some benefits in this, obviously, uh, situation that we, we are in, but it's important to, you know, to look out for, for, for our, for our neighbours, for the elderly, and I totally agree, I totally agree with that point. Um, but, you know, look, let, let, let's see where we are, uh, in a couple, I know, Mike, you're, you were saying that, you know, we were trying to put some ad hoc uh, pods out, uh, hopefully over the next next few weeks, and I think that's that's just important as well, isn't it, from our from our point of view, isn't it? It's, it's important, yeah. It's important to think that we have honesty as well. I know, I know, the assessment of the two of these different day about you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep what I can, I can keep moving. Podcast is a massive part, and it's a massive part of what we do on a weekly basis, and 
Great tips, Lee. Really nice. Um, I might I might leave the yoga. That's okay because I can't sit with my legs crossed. <laughs> Never mind yoga. Um, I think I think the biggest tip for me would be try and get your news from reliable news outlets. So I always say to people, get your news from the news. Watch the ten o'clock news. Watch the daily briefings. Try and stay off the internet and try and you know. If you've got Facebook or you've got Twitter and you see these posts, I know a doctor working in Italy or I, my friend's friends are doctor somewhere in London and they're saying this and they're saying that about the virus. Just take it with a massive pinch of salt. I think what people forget sometimes at times like this is the media breeds off mass uncertainty. It gets some clicks. It gets some stories. Yeah. Giving out good factual information doesn't make a good newspaper. Feeding uncertainty and fear 
sells papers and gets clicks. So I, I don't want to sound like a cynic, but I, I think it can make you unwell really, really quickly. It can make you dead anxious because you don't know where you stand. And the next thing, you're going down Tesco's, hoarding bog roll and tins of tuna. So my, my number one tip is watch the news once a day, get it from the briefing and leave it at that. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that, Pierre. You know, that, that, that's, that's usually important. You know, just refreshing news feeds and everything like that. It doesn't do anybody any good in terms of, you know, in terms of your mindset towards it. You know, I was speaking to my parents about the same thing like that the other day. They're, they're rightly worried that they're of a certain demographic. And I've just even said to my own family the other day as well, as much as Matthew Mother's Day. Matthew Mother's Day, by the way, to everyone out there. But, um, but um, on, on, that, on that front, I was just saying to look, just stop watching the news over and over again because you're just going to, you know, like I said, build up that anxiety uh, and everything else. Plus, plus, there are some things that haven't been released in the news I saw. I don't know if you guys saw, there was a GP who was 60 the other day. I think it was doing the rounds on, on, on somewhere, but she was 60. Uh, she was a former GP. And she she contacted uh, um, uh, COVID last last week, and she described what she went through and how her body was going to come out the other side. That's really important messages for people to see of that sort of age group. <clears throat> see, you know, she said I'm not an extreme athlete, messing like that. You know, I like to think I eat well, and pretty healthy, and she she was sixty odd, and she's got through it. You know, like that. Those sort of things, the positivity stories that don't always get the traction. You know, and that's that's important. You know, people can see that and they kind of go, you know what, she's got through that. At least it you know, gives people hope. So, you know, say somebody got into a position and they cause it, isn't it? Exactly. You have an access to a certain sphere of information and also how accurate that information is, is something else entirely. There was a great piece the other day about a Facebook post that went viral uh, from a guy who said that apparently that the COVID-19 hates warm drinks. You know, and this got shared millions and millions of times. And the fact checkers came out and said it's absolute rubbish. It doesn't stand up at all. And this guy had to come out and apologise. So you've, you've got to be really careful with your access to information, haven't you? It's massively, massively important. You know, I've slowly switched off from uh, the media in terms of, you know, because it's, it's all over the media, like you say, social media thing is, is an absolute nightmare with, with this kind of stuff. So you pick up on one thing and it's, it's gone, you know, get the word and believe it. And I think you've got to be your own mental, mental well being about that. Yeah, you've really got to try and switch you off. And, and think, think about, you know, when, when will you ever have, and when will we ever have? this kind of time to ourselves and, and, and our family and the household again, you know, and you use it wisely, you know, you use it to, to connect with each other, you know, you can get the television off, play games, go in the back garden, you know, we, we, I mean, we play football again on a regular basis anyway, but, you know, we're out playing football in the front, playing, you know, with a bit of caring and stuff like that. Use it, you know, use it to, to make that, that bond with the family, you know, even better. It's hard because you know we, we, we can't see certain people. You know, they went. You know, some people can't see them, and you know, if they do, you know, it was hard not to give them a you know a kiss and a hug and things that we take for granted. But you know, God willing, in a few months' time, when this is this is over and under control, you know, we're, 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 we can be back to normal and we can you know get that time back again, but what I just say is from an Everton point of view, I've loved, loved over the last sort of 10 days, 2 weeks, we, 
a number of Everton things, which is, you know, television, there was a match of the day on today, quarter final of the meeting final against district, great to see that, you know, 20 minutes, five games of conversation. Absolutely rocking. Um, scored, you know, linked on Manfield equaliser, watching now, watching the stuff Everton put on out, you know, the classic games, as if, you know, there was a game going on. Those kind of things, you know, London and Charleston as well, by the way. Holy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.